Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you are dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 22 years to five of the top cities in America, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. So I help individuals develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. My Fred Framework will help you see just how attainable your dreams are. Now let's get moving. Welcome. I'm super excited to introduce you to my cousin, Will Doolin. Will lives in Crown Point, Indiana, and he's got a really interesting career history, but also is a real estate agent. So we're going to do a little city spotlight on Crown Point, Indiana, which is just outside of Chicago. But Will, I know you as my cousin, and I know you from growing up, but maybe tell our audience a little bit about kind of your background. I know you're a Boilermaker. You went to Purdue, and I think you studied pharmaceutical, or not pharmaceuticals, pharmacy? Are you a pharmacist? Did I have that right? What is that? What is that major? <laughs> so I did at one point study pharmacy. I ended up getting my bachelor's in business management from Purdue, boiler up. And I know it's You're kind so of... Smart, so. <laughs> thank you so much. I know it's kind of like, how do you go from studying pharmacy, graduating with a business degree, and now you're a realtor? I was like, huh, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's an interesting yeah, pivot and job. Military. Yeah, you were in the military. I was in the military. So I, I wanted to try everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's good that you can pivot like that, but I think that takes a lot of self-awareness to say, okay, this is where I'm at today. This is where I want to be tomorrow. Because not everybody can pivot. They get to a point where they're like, no, I, I studied business and I'm just going to do this or I'm just going to do that. And then they get stuck, you know, or they, the money's good and they get the golden handcuffs and they don't want to leave. But Talk a little bit about your, your background from a career perspective. Well, and honestly, I totally get that career perspective from where I started out to where I am now. I kind of tried a lot of things. I really didn't know what I wanted to be. I thought I knew. You hear your parents say like, oh, you should go to school for this. You should do this. There's good money in this. And then as you kind of experience life and go through these trainings, you're kind of paying attention just to yourself like, oh, I like that. Or, oh, no, that's not for me at all. (laughs) This is awful. Exactly with this smile on your face. Like, huh. But I mean, I try to be calm and I try to just be like, okay, so I treat everything as a learning experience. And that's the best way to do it. Because I mean, you're just learning about yourself as you go through life. So through those experiences, which I have no problem getting into, I could talk your ear about that. Yeah. I've just kind of, it has really led me down the path of real estate. This is where I ended up. And I, I've always loved real estate. I didn't really think I'd ever be a realtor. 
And then I was like, no, this actually makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, not to toot my own form, I'm pretty successful at it, but mm-hmm. I have tried a bunch of other jobs. And I mean, really, you, you bring those experiences as like with you, everything you learn, the talents that you have, you just kind of like grow and build on those. So it's actually, it's been such an easy transition for me to be in real estate with all of my past experience. Well, you were one of the people that, I mean, I don't know how you didn't see the real estate thing coming, but I think it was probably, I mean, when did you buy your first house? I bought my first house when I was 23. And that was... So you've always been very entrepreneurial because I remember you bought the house and I was like, wait, I haven't even bought a house yet. And I'm older (laughs) than you. And you were like, well, I'm going to rent out a couple of rooms. I'm going to build up the savings. I'm going to buy another house and buy a rental house. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay. You're just like your father. You're like going to renovate this house. You're going to flip it. And I, and I love that you, you were thinking that way early on, because I think that's probably what makes you a successful realtor. Cause you've, you've been through the renovations. I know like my dad has helped you on some of them and you've got a good eye for houses that have good bones, but just need a little bit of cosmetic, putting a little lipstick on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people... And you're one of them. I like family, such a big support. They're like, what are you doing? What? That's crazy. That's wonderful. That's crazy. That's wonderful. (laughs) And at a young age, but I've honestly, I've for real, I've loved it. And even when you were saying like, you mentioned me going to Purdue, I was in the military at one point. And I mean, definitely a lot of shifts there, but it's one of those things that I would talk to friends and family about real estate. And then be like, it's weird because you light up when you talk about real estate and I'm sure everybody that's into real estate kind of like they watches or even just like the renovation programs like HGTV. That's a big one. I've watched so many of their, their different shows and I'm just like, Oh my God, I wanted to do it from a young age. Yeah. I mean, it takes some, some time, you know, and also like, Knowing what you're doing, finding out like, well, how am I going to make this work? I'm young. I don't have a lot of money. So you have to get creative at times. And I mean, again, anything you're passionate about, you'll find a way. You will find a way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where as you're kind of going through the motions of like what you want to do and how you want to spend your time, when you're taking a step back and thinking like, okay, I know what I should like should be doing, right? Like the the quote unquote, like I graduated in business, I should be going to a consulting firm, I should do this. But then you're like, well, I really like teaching people how to buy a home. I really like rent. I mean, you get your hands dirty. I know you did. So like you were you were jumping in on the renovations and helping and making sure that like everything was going smoothly and I think that that's something that you were able to take a step back and say like, this, this is going to be a good fit for me and I can make money because not everybody can be that entrepreneurial and be that disciplined because real estate is hard, right? People think it's like you're selling million dollar homes and they're just going to fly out of the sky and it's, that's not how it is, right? You're, and that's a hundred percent right. I mean, as everything at Hollywood, especially HGTV, they make it look very glamorous. So like, Oh my gosh, there's so much money to be made here. Pick up a hammer. Let's do this. Grab some nails. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have some holes in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, they did it in the show in 30 minutes. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I mean, and again, I loved it. And so it, I went through a lot of learning experiences myself and even to get where I am now, like, 
we, I truly believe we have like a whole family of very hard workers. We do. And we love to learn. After we do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And again, what you're passionate about makes it a little bit easier. But sometimes there, I had some really rough times in life and you kind of, you kind of sit and reflect and you kind of see what is important to you. When I graduated from Purdue with my business degree, I was like, okay, I have my degree. I've worked so hard on this. You were one of the people that set me up. You helped me get a job at Country Financial. That was like my first big boy job. And I lasted <laughs> three months. And I was like, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard job. <laughs> You're like, that was, it was, that was like, I've never been, well, and I, the people there were really nice, but I was like on an emotional roller coaster. And I really, and it sounds silly. You're like, you're like country financial, which was, I mean, for people that don't know, they deal with insurance and more along the stuff lines of that. But I, I quickly learned that it wasn't for me. I, I hit, you know, I was like, I got to get off this ride. And I, I moved back home with mom for a short while. And I was a server for, I think it was, I was a server for like over a year and at my serving job. And I don't think I've ever told you this. I was saving my money. I was living at my mom's house, saving money to buy my first house. And I saved every penny I possibly could. And that, I mean, over the, I really did over the course of a year. Like I remember I did not, I'm not even joking. I did not do anything for a year that wasn't like a family party or riding with my mom somewhere. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? I mean, I, I got my own car. I was very independent. Really cool mom. Yeah, you have a cool. I do. Very I love cool mom. And our family is really fun. So I mean, we we do a lot of fun things like playing cards, like get Chris and her cards. My cut, you know. I mean, it's it's a fun family. But I but I totally get what you mean, and I think that that takes a a, but, a bit of discipline as well because you were young. Your friends are probably going out and partying, and they're like, "Just come with us." And you're like, "No, I want to buy a house." And they're like, "You're 23." So, I mean, I, I imagine that was pretty difficult, but it takes a certain level, you know, a certain mindset. Like, what got you to that level where you were just going to stay and save until you get it? Like, what was the shiny object with buying a house? What, what did that mean to you? Gosh, okay. So, there's so many things that you just said I want to address. So, especially yeah. the friends and the fun, absolutely. I was invited to go on a trip to Cancun. They're like, come on. It's like, I think it was like $800. And I was like, I can't. I got to be responsible. <laughs> I'd love to. I'm saving for my future right now. But the, honestly, the turning point or something in the back of my head was like, if I can get a house, a house that needs work that I know I can, I can fix up and renovate. Cause like, again, I'm like so driven, so motivated. I was like, I know that will be like a launching point for me. I was also, I mean, so I don't want to chew my own horn, but like I've done a lot of research. I do consider myself pretty smart. I know that if you buy a house, fix it up and sell it, if you've lived in it for two of the last five years, you don't have to pay any net capital gains tax on the money you made off that house. So that means I could literally sell my house for hopefully a big profit, take that money, reinvest, and kind of do that every couple of years. And I've heard of other people doing that. I've always wanted my own house. I was just like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be? I can decorate how I want. I can do these projects. <laughs> right. It just seemed like it seemed like the very adult thing to do, but also loving real estate. I was like, this is the right reason 
for so many other reasons, like this is, this is the way to go. Right. And people think I'm crazy for some of my choices that I've made. Mostly like I bought a house and then like literally less than a year later, I was like, okay, now I'm going to join the military. All right. Yeah. See you guys. (laughs) We're like, wait, what? And they're like, wait, didn't you just buy a house? I was like, yep. I'm actually interviewing a friend of mine that was all, she's in the military as well and transitioned out and he's a therapist now. But what was that transition like for you coming out of the military back to civilian life? Was that difficult or did you kind of know what to expect? So I knew what to expect more so. So, I mean, this is, however it sounds, I, because I was, didn't go into the military, like some of these kids are like really like 17, 18 years old. It's very young. Yeah when they enlist and the military is its own world for so many reasons. So uh, since I, you know, joined when I was 25, I kind of, I had a more realistic view of what a normal workplace looked like, what a normal, like civilian kind of, you know, environment was. So coming out wasn't as hard of a transition at all. And I mean, it was a relief in a a lot of ways. And it was kind of like weird because a lot of the things you have drilled into your disciples, I don't have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the nice part, for sure. Have you heard of Monate or Modern Nature? I hadn't either before my friend Monica was raving about their skincare products that she's obsessed with. I took their hair quiz to find out which product line would be best for me since I just happened to be looking for new shampoo and conditioner, and I signed up for their VIP package that got me a little bit of everything to try out. Turns out they are the first anti-aging hair care line in the world, which I didn't even know was a thing. And their products are gluten-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're never tested on animals. Now I'm obsessed with their rich formulations that feature botanical extracts, essential oils, and other naturally based ingredients, and I want to share those products with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can hit the faves page on my website. It's safe, EU approved, and clinically tested by third parties. So essentially, robustness approved. Now back to the show. And we're back. So you came back, you came back to Crown Point after the military. And where did you do from there? So while I was in the military, I sold the house, my first house. And I was really excited at the time. I was able to buy my first house because we were still recovering from the 2008 crash. So I bought mine for a great price. I sold it. I made $60,000 off my first clip. And yeah. And I mean, being that young, I was just like, I mean, that alone got me hooked on real estate. I was like, yeah, but I also, but I know how hard I worked to save for that. So believe me, I did not squander any of that money. I was just like, okay, we're going to put this right back into the next one. Because I was, I'm a saver. My mom's not a saver, but I'm a saver. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably going to listen to this. So, well, but so was that after, like, how much did you pay to renovate it? Was that after you, like, broke even? Or what did that look? How much did you have to put in in order to make that? So, and that's kind of a hard question because while I lived there for the two years, and I mean, like, I was, I was still serving. I was, and I did rent out a couple of those rooms, mostly to family members. I had a friend but I was saving everything I could and then saving up to do projects, different projects on the house that I did myself. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's been, how old am I? Actually, it's been like 10 years. I can't really tell you 
I couldn't tell you, I don't remember exactly how much I put into it, but I probably, probably put around probably like eight grand, eight to 10 grand of my own money. So probably 50 around 50 grand is real profit. Everything else is just kind of adding up for that to get it to where it needed to be to sell it for that price. So what was your goal? Did you want to continue flipping houses and then you kind of thought like, well, maybe I should just get into real estate or how did you make that transition? I, for, for my first, first two houses, I was like, okay, okay. I can, I'm okay with moving every couple of years. I was like, if that's what it takes, my goal is to like have my house paid off. I was like, oh my gosh, if I do this every couple of years, I can eventually save up enough money to just buy a house outright or fix it up and own it. So that was, that was going to be my goal. Now that's slightly changed. After being in real estate, <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Oh, let's put this let's put this money to work." Great, I love that. But yeah, so I'm just like, okay, so now I'm looking at other options and how I can be like, okay, if I have this, okay, all right, where can I put this? I can get a better return if I do this. And I mean, real estate has so many different avenues. Like, I love it. And I mean, like, it's one of those like you can't lose. I mean, you can lose, but if you if you're smart about it, you'll make a lot of good choices. Yeah. Well, so tell me then, that being said, if somebody was considering maybe leaving corporate America or even just wanting to get into investing, even if they wanted to stay in their current job, like as a first time home buyer, what kind of things do you pe- tell people like to look out for, to do? Like, how do you help them with that, with kind of getting started? Because I think a lot of people, I mean, it sounds great and obviously you're a saver, but if somebody wasn't a saver and they, they were like just getting into it, that could be very daunting to even $8,000, much less a down payment. What do you have to know about that? So if you're a beginner investor or even just doing it for yourself, trying to get your first home for the right reasons, you really, if you don't know anything, it's okay to reach out to a realtor and really ask their opinion because especially in a place that you're trying to buy, they're going to know the area the best and they're going to know what's a good price. Not only that, if, if you can, you do want to find a more experienced realtor that has worked with investors because that usually means that they know how to tour a home and they know what's important. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to look for, make sure there's no foundation issues. There are no leaks in the roof. If you don't have a good foundation, if you don't have a solid roof, like everything can pretty much fall apart on that. Yeah. Really. But not only that, you want to look at if you can notice little things or even like big things, like look at if there's any sitting water, did the plumbing and electric look okay? What year was this built? You, You really do want to make sure it has good bones. And I mean, in the best for a new investor, or someone that's looking to get a house and put a little bit of sweat equity is you want something that's called like a lipstick flip where it's just cosmetic mm-hmm. stuff, like a coat of paint, maybe some new cabinets or like a backsplash. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. things that don't cost a lot of money, but can make a really big impact. And that adds a lot of value to a home. Yeah. I remember the first time. So at some point I have to have my dad on the show because he's, he has done all of, I did like four renovations. There's three or four renovations and shout out to Ronnie Lockwood in Orland Park. She's, she was my real estate agent when I was out there. And it was like the first time going through like houses in suburbia. Cause I had come from the city and like city dwellings are much different. Like the city of Chicago, you're going through condos, 
you're not getting to see the bones or anything like that. So Rami and my dad both come equipped with flashlights. They're, I mean, they're looking everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, that bathroom's amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love the way this coax is here. And they're like, yeah, no, no, no. So they're in the basement. My dad is like, he's looking and he's got a flashlight. Rami's got her. And they look over and they're like kind of taking the flashlight and putting it under it. Cause it was like one of those, like there was a, a room, but then there was almost like a crawl place where you would put like boxes, your Christmas stuff or whatever it was. It was maybe like the three foot opening. And they're both like shining their flashlight on. And I was like, what are doing? And they're like, is that a shadow or is that mold? My dad gets on all fours. He's like crawling. He's like, there's mold all over here. And I was like, wait, what? Because I know mold is bad. Like just for your health, like it is really, really hard to remediate mold, like ridiculously hard. And that's not something that you can just do overnight. So they're literally now like pulling, they're like pulling back like the heating vent thing they're I mean they're going in I was like oh my gosh this went from being like the best house ever to I'm never getting out of here like they're going to pick it apart but I mean for the for the the other realtors coming through like you know Rami felt obligated to tell the the seller like hey I don't know if you realize this because it seemed like it had been sitting a while and she's like I don't know if you you know this but you can visibly see mold like if you go back into this closet and you go back in there and they're, they're like no there's no mold and she and we're all like no, 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 there, there's 100%. There's tons of mold now. Because now I'm looking at, and I'm like, well, shoot, how do you get rid of mold? And Rami's like, you basically don't. It's, it's very, very difficult. But thank goodness I had their experience because they weren't looking at what I was looking at. I was looking at like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sell my condo in the city and I'm going to have a yard for my dogs and it's going to be amazing. And then I was like, and I'd be super sick and have to go to the hospital all of a sudden. Like, like you just don't know, but that's that's why we have realtors that's why we have people like you so so much to see it's such a big investment and it is and it's so wonderful that that you have your dad with you to like really know what to look at because a lot of people like you said they just you're just like oh this kitchen looks great or look at the size of this closet oh my i could you know i play football in here and then you're just like wait a second what's behind the walls what's underneath everything that's like yeah so i mean that's so imperative. That's great that yeah. your dad was with you, but you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, you really need to know what to look for and have those people in your corner is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, even little things like the the living room, the windows face the driveway instead of facing the lawn. And my dad's like, Oh, that's gonna be you're looking at your cars all the time. And I was like, No, well, yeah, I guess I will be. And you don't think about those things, but like they do. So Let's talk Crown Point. I mean, I know it's like a, there was John Dillinger's at something in Crown Point. I remember reading that at some point. I know there's a little bit of a gangster history there, but outside of that, like, tell us about the pros and cons of Crown Point and in Indiana, I guess in general, because if someone has never moved there and they want to go from Chicago, what's good? Did you know that a bottle of wine can have up to 300 chemicals in it? Like Mega Purple, for instance, which makes the wine look a little bit more full bodied but also turns your teeth and tongue purple. And they can add up to 16 grams of sugar or sweetener concentrates to that same bottle. Check the label of the wine you're drinking. Oh wait, you can't. They don't have to put it on there. You might be ingesting synthetic pesticides and not even know it. Join my Scout and Cellar Wine Club and taste the difference that the clean crafted commitment that 23 of our vintners around the world make to you ships straight to your home. To learn more, I'll put the link in the show notes or go to scoutandseller.com forward slash Marriott's on the move. Now back to the show. 
Honestly, so I love Northwest Indiana. That's Crown Point is where we're located. Indiana is great for many reasons, but like Northwest Indiana, I kind of feel is where it's at, my neck of the woods. And I will tell you why. One big thing, especially if you're coming from Illinois, and we have a lot of people come over from Illinois for this reason, is taxes. Taxes Mm. are pretty darn high over the border. And a lot of people will move to to Hammond, Highland, Cherubal, because it's like that hop, skip, and a jump right over so they can work in Illinois, live in Indiana, and pay lesser taxes. But also, I mean, so I guess I'm biased. I I grew up here for the most part. And I have a little list, way more affordable housing in Indiana, for sure. That's a big plus. So, and this is like kind of the pro and a con, I guess, depending on uh, how you feel about it. You do have suburbia. You absolutely do. But I I love suburbia. You kind of, you have a little bit more space, at least where I'm at. Like there, they do have like hiking trails, natural trails. We're really close. I didn't realize that actually. You wouldn't know it. You really wouldn't. You're just like, no, we actually have quite a bit. I love the, we have orchards out here. I mean, and it is nestled in. I mean, it's all around suburbia. We have the kind of the downtown of Crown Point, downtown Belfo. Like every city over here has a downtown area. And it's not, believe me, it's nothing special or amazing, but it's actually really nice. Some of the architecture is beautiful. I love Belfo for so many reasons. Crown Point too, like the courthouse is stunning. I mean, it's it's little things like that that I, I really enjoy. Indiana in general, we're known as the crossroads of America. We have two major highways going through us. <laughs> I-65, yes, 80-94. Got it. Let's see, what else do I have on here? That's the accessibility. From, um, coming from uh, North Carolina, from Charlotte, I can just get on, and I, I take that all the way up through. I mean, it's it's an easy ride. I usually like do the eight hours from Charlotte to Indianapolis, and then I come into, into, into Chicago, into my parents by them. So. So super easy ride. Yeah, which is great. Commuting. Yeah. yeah. So you're just like, well, what do you got? Indiana's got that going for it. We <laughs> have IU and Purdue. You know, those are top 10. Uh, let's yeah. see. There's a... Uh, you got Lake Michigan. I mean, you guys... You, New yeah. Buffalo is one of my favorite cities in Indiana. It's just gorgeous. And the lake life is amazing. It's like kind of what movies are made of. Seriously. No, there's... I totally feel you on that part. I'm like, it's just nice having, if you can find a place on the water, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, some money. There's some money there. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. You get a house on the water, yeah. you're looking good. And we actually have a lot of, we have California investors call here all the time because it makes so much more sense to get a house in Indiana and like rent it out. You'd be surprised at how many investors from other states we have calling us around here. I can it, imagine. It's a really good area. Yeah, to live in and even invest in. Centrally located cons? Illinois, Michigan. What are the what? Yeah. What are the cons? What's the stuff that you don't know about? Oh, like the cons. And everybody like, has, yeah. of course. So cons. You So this is like a pro and a con. You're like, we have all four seasons. But on the bad side is we have all four seasons with winter being the longest one. We always say winter is coming. It's going to be, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Thanks, John Snow. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. Another con, uh, the minimum wage, even though we have a kind of lower 
living expenses, our minimum wage is still at seven twenty-five. I don't really know anybody that actually has has a job that seven twenty-five. Most people, even fast food restaurants, are around ten bucks. Yeah. And again, pro and con suburbia. I love it. Not for everybody. Some people like that right. city life. Totally get that. Right. We have lots of train tracks, and with them trains, so you can be prepared yeah. to be stopped at times. Yeah. And then I think. Everything pretty much closes around 10 p.m., so there's not much of a nightlife over here. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Unless you're in a college town. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're in a college town. And then I think the, the biggest drawback is we have Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, okay. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> well, I mean, every state has their ups and downs. And I know there's a lot to be said for working in the city of Chicago, but then going out to the peaceful kind of side of Indiana and, and getting to have your weekends be quiet because it is it can be very loud in Chicago when you're living there. So if you could actually live, if money was no option, where would you actually live? If I money was no option, honestly, I'd I'll, I'd still pick here, but I think it's because of my family and the connections that I have. So that's kind of like a double-edged sword. If I was raised somewhere else and my family was somewhere else, maybe I would choose there. But this is a pretty solid place to, to live, in my opinion. Good school system, yeah. I'm pretty obsessed with Savvy. I think I have almost every sports bra they make because, let's face it, they keep the girls high and tight just like their leggings. And I love them because I am always moving. And I don't mean relocating this time. I'm either working out, grabbing brunch, going on a date with Nick, going to work, or a work event. And even if I'm just lounging around the house, I can wear Savvy for all of them. I have four of their dusters and all of their dresses. To prove how great they are, they released a hot pink trucker hat. And guess what it says? Moving forward together. It's like it was made for us. You can check it out on my faves page at marriottsonthemove.com. Don't forget to drop me your email address. I may be giving one of those trucker hats away in a month or two, and you'll only find out when... Through my Monday mailer. Now, back to the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have family in Charlotte, just saying. But I know you've got a lot of business out there and you have a lot of fun things. So if someone wanted to come into our Crown Point or just come to Indiana and get some, or maybe call you and get some questions answered about living in Indiana, where how do they get a hold of you? So my phone number is 219-308-3006. And then I have my email, which is incredibly long. So here this goes. <laughs> Should I put it in the show notes? Will, yeah, maybe. Let me just like have something flash up. And here's my email. But it's my full name, will.allen.doolin at gmail.com. So you know it's really me. What about social media? Uh, you can contact me on Facebook under William Doolin. Just look for Mary at Fry first and then look for relatives. And yeah, we're friends. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I think that your one thing that you missed in the whole thing is that Crown Point is the home of the Albanese Gummy Bear Factory, which my favorite in the world. That's right. I think gummy bears taste so much better there. But outside of that, everything you mentioned sounds lovely. And I I actually am going to come out and and visit in the summer. So can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your information. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I love always catching up with you. Have an awesome night. Thank you. I love you too. Woohoo! 
Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. In making time for me, you are making time for future you, and we are both grateful. Get on my Monday mailer by registering on my website at marriottsonthemove.com, where you can find my blog, all my faves, which if you didn't know by buying yourself something real nice, you are actually supporting the show. It's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Be sure to sign up for my mailing list where I put a few nuggets each week that you can't get on the podcast. Thank you to the team at Bear Value for editing genius. Thank you to my brother and my therapist who keep me balanced. And thank you to my assistant, Jacinta, whose Canva prowess makes me look like I know what I'm doing. And to Nick, my favorite boyfriend ever. Oh, my love. Until next time, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Bye for now. Marriott's on the move. Marriott's on the move. Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move.